Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! The uh, time that we are in prophetically is the last of the last days. As we know days to be. Does that make sense? When, when, when there's that wonderful encounter we will have with the Lord we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. The dead in Christ or the sleeping bodies will rise first. Are you listening? Then we which are what? And I believe I'm talking to the the people that are we which are alive. And I believe I'm speaking to the people which also remain. I believe that. But we will put on immortality and we will be changed. So we're talking about an an encounter that um, is predicted and explained in many places in our new covenant. But we're living in the last of the last days. Give or take a few years, by 2028, give or take a few years, will be 2,000 years of Pentecost. Since we be. Do, Do you know that? About 2030, or somewhere around there, 2030, 2032, or 2028, will be 2,000 years since that upper room encounter. Christ was born approximately 4 BC, so he was ahead of himself. And uh, 30 A.D., my God. But 30 A.D., can you imagine? Spoiled principalities and powers <laughs> triumphing over them in the cross. Redeemed humanity by the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. Rose from the dead to be declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Raised us up together with him. Glory be to God. Appeared to us and taught us. Ascended on high and sat down. And poured out his almighty Holy Spirit all in one year. In, 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 just, in just, just a few months, all of the powers of darkness were stripped powerless 
all of the all of the eternal eternal case of doom and guilt and 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 and, and that Adam had had um, given us as his legacy are you listening to me all, all of this all of this there's none that doeth good no not one all of this for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God ended in Christ in Christ he did not sin in Christ he did not fall short in Christ there is one that doeth good in Christ all things are passed away in Christ all things are made new in just a few months all of the powers of principalities powers and uh, all of that were, were stripped and, 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 and uh, triumphed over in the cross hallelujah all of the sin and the guilt and the condemnation and the disease and sickness and pains were carried away vicariously all of the judgment and the consequences of our fall from from being mocked to being tortured to uh, being stripped to being cursed or be, becoming a curse was fulfilled on our behalf and Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law hallelujah hallelujah by hanging on the tree glory be to God I, just, I didn't want to quote it because I, I, I'm not preaching on that you know what I mean but you know what I'm talking about hallelujah, hallelujah. and then raised us together with him and then uh, and so so we're, we're, we're living in that, in that for 2,000 years our enemies done his best to lie about what's available to us what we're called to be what we're called to do what we're called to participate in and, um, and um, it's, it's a wonderful day that we're living in today let's look at Ephesians 1 and 4 and we're going to talk about The single most powerful truth in the world of God, and that is the multiplicational factor through seed, time, and harvest. That's the single most powerful truth in the world of God. And um, it, it, why is that? Because in parallel form, it's infinite. It is the truth God introduced. Not a message man made up. I'm going to go over here. Christ himself said uh, to his own disciples. We said to him, explain to us the parable of the sower. And he was talking about the seed of the word of God. And he talked about the seed 
falling into different kind of soil and then some falling into good ground, which brought forth 30, 60, and 100 fold. When we ask the question, he said, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any other parable? Meaning that the Lord himself said that the key to all of the ways of God is understanding his revelation to humanity about his way of doing things. How many of us here, you want to do things the way the Lord does them? How many want to do things the way the Lord has called you to do them? And uh, with the power he gave you to perform them. Amen. So today I want to tell you ahead of time, in case you haven't heard. We are in a cycle of spiritual abundance of provision in every arena of our lives. I want to say it this way. For the purpose of your call, for the purpose of your witness, for the purpose of your your, your, your significance as a believer speaking on behalf of the Redeemer. Are you listening to me? Uh, abundance of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Abundance of participation in revelation that used to be far removed from you. Whether you see it far off or you see it in part. And, and no longer will it be either in the future or yeah it's coming someday but now you're living in this cycle of time when more than what you can get by with is entrusted to you more than what you need personally or regionally is entrusted to you God is making available to his body the church the very reservoirs of his infinite ability glory be to God Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that okay to declare that ahead of time? Every area, every area. I, I, I thank God that the body of Christ is not going to walk around like the three blind mice. I thank God that the body of Christ is going to have among us people that say, no, we shouldn't have a Bible that's full of truth and live a life that's absent of it. We're going to rise up and be giant killers, dead men raisers, water walkers, and multipliers. We're going to take the talents God has given us and we're going to present him back with more. We're going to be good stewards over the manifold wisdom of God. There is a generation that is not going to be lackadaisical, but is going to be spiritually militant. And I believe you're here today. My God. My God. So, so I just said that ahead of time. Woo! 
excuse me, I, I don't normally do that, but my, my God. Are you in the first chapter of the epistle of Paul to the uh, Ephesians? And um, I'm going to just touch on a few things today. Read verses 3 and 4. Chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Read it out loud. Ready? Go. Now, I want you to notice, now, this is very clear, and I, I can't focus on all of it because I won't even be able to go to another verse. Now, I'll just focus on one thing. According as he has chosen us in him, in Christ. How many know that's, that's the foreknowledge of God? He knew, he knew in Christ beforehand the choosing that or the election that he would make available to humanity. And would, wouldn't that be part of the plan of God? Yes. Okay, remember what I said earlier. Most Christians, most unfortunately, live and go home to be with the Lord, never knowing the fullness of the plan of God for humanity. Because if we know his fullness, the fullness of the plan, we get more done and we, you know, does that make sense? And we, for the Lord, for the Lord. So according as he has what? Chosen us in him, Christ Jesus. Um, before the what? The foundation of the world. Now if you uh, look at that word, um, is the Greek word katabole. And it's very important because in this text, the apostle Paul uses the foundation of the world. And, and, and this world here is called um, uh, the cosmos, I believe. I, I, I need you to check it out real quick for me because I didn't look that part up. It's cosmos. So this world he's talking about includes the material universe or, or I should say focuses more on that aspect. How many understand what I'm talking about? No, we, we know that before... The, the creation of the universe and also the cosmos would be the inhabited world. Okay? Includes the, the entire planet. But before that, before the foundation or the founding of the world, He has chosen us in Christ according as He has chosen us in Him. Now, that choosing is important, but that's not the point. The point is in the word foundation. Kataboli, it means laying down or seeding. So, so if you notice now, this is not about an offering there. Now there will be an offering here. So if you're afraid of that, leave now 
because when I get ready to receive that offering, doors are shut. You get up, I tackle you. It's not because we're going to take your money because some of us may not have the position to give and that's not in any way a bad thing. How many understand? But 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 it, it is very important to dismiss orderly and, di- and dismiss together and it, it sends a bad message when a person you know uh, gets up and just walks out the moment you're going to receive an offering it's almost like they're making a statement I'd rather uh, be the one making all statements But this is not about an offering. This kataboli or the laying of the cosmos was, was wrought or demonstrated by God. And Mark, listen to this. It, it, it is a seeding or a founding. So, so he uses that word. And if we, we, the apostle Paul uses the Greek word that, that specifically ha- has to do with seeding to show what in Hebrews he reveals to us so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear, okay? So that means God spoke. And when he spoke his word, seeded, thank you very much, the cosmos as, and, and, and the world as we know it. Now, I would rather be a theologian you know theology is the word that comes from two words God and logos speech God's speech theology is oracles of God No, you say, well, Doc, why are you making these statements? They're, 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 they're random statements. They're not random. Listen to me. There are people in the, in the Christian community today who say, well, what does it matter if God created the world in six days, like 24-hour days, or if he created the world like in an evolutionary way? What matters is that he spoke and it happened. Son... I don't have a hundred million years to wait on a promise. If your God is that kind of a God, no wonder you don't jump up or shout when the message comes. You must think I'm going to preach and he's going to evolution things into your life. I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the one who commands and it stands fast. He declares it and it's accelerated. Glory be to God. I'm talking about the God of the suddenlies and immediatelys.
And so listen, you say, well, Dr. Fish, what if we get to heaven and you find out God tells you, uh, you know, Christian, um, I did it in a hundred million years. He will never say, I couldn't do it in a split second. Because God, by definition, is almighty God. I'm going to stop till somebody gets ready to encounter the Lord. I'm going to stop. No, no, I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that. Master, master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. What would you have me do for you? That I might receive my sight. Believest thou that I'm able to do this? Yes. According to your faith. Have exactly what your faith is expecting. If you want to evolve into a healing, go right ahead. But if you want to have the suddenness and the immediateness of God today, help yourself. Your 12 years of suffering, your 12 years of spending everything you had, your 12 years of getting worse instead of getting better are over. Woman, your faith has made you whole. Your 18 years of being bowed over by the devil are over on the Sabbath because you have a covenant. He said, he said, thou hypocrite. Which one of you having a donkey or a beast does not loose it from its stall on the Sabbath day and lead it to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from her infirmity, whom Satan has bound, be loosed from her infirmity on the Sabbath day. He's the God of the day. Some are looking for an evolution and some are having a revolution. This is the apostolic global church. This 
This is CA Jim. This is IMR. This is SCF. And this is SCD. This is AW. traditions saying to the seed saying to the fulfillment saying to the promise hey this is your day off you don't do that on this day ma 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 no 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 whenever he comes into your life or encounter with you Whatever Satan has bound is going to break. Glory be to God. Your tied up resources are going to be released. Your settlements are going to run in your favor. Your victory is going to be declared. Your promotion is going to be accelerated. Your door is going to be open. foundation of the world (laughs) hallelujah the foundation of the world the and so in this word the 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 world is uh, cosmos but the world's foundation is the word seeding so he seeded that which is material he seeded that which is intelligent design and he did it of course by the word of God. Are you listening to me? And um, he created all things by Jesus Christ or by his word. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. You see what I mean? So can you be a Christian who believes in a you know a 7,000 year creation or a 700 million year creation to make it a Absolutely, you'd be Christian and make it to heaven any which way you want to get there. You, you might make it to heaven a lot faster than other people. If God becomes the God of tomorrow in every area of your life, you'll go to heaven real quick.
Just confess that enough. Even the angels that are working without you knowing will have to obey you. How many are glad you're not that person? We're not that kind of people, are we? We're Christians. And believers were first called Christians in Antioch. Christians. Christians. Anointians. That, that's what it is. This comes from the Hebrew, the Aramaic Hebrew word Messiah, Messiah, smeared like, with the anointing, smeared, with, wearing the robe of glory, Christians. You're going to keep standing? <laughs> you know, I only read one verse of scripture, and that is not right, okay? It's not right. Give, give me a few minutes. Will you give me a few minutes? I may never get, get to this, this um, place again where we are. And it, I, I don't want to rob you or of the opportunity to receive um, the most powerful revelation on the, the way God does things. Turn to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, if you will, please. Hebrews chapter 11. And um, look at... um, Look at verse 3. Hebrews 11 and 3. And when you get there, say... I'm there. All right. Let's read verse 3 together. Go. All right. So now we know that um, the creative agent is the word of God himself. Correct? We've touched on only two verses, but we see in the other verse the the, um, word for the world is um, cosmos. And in this verse, the word for worlds is eons. 
or eon or age or time. So we see in the English, also we see in the original definitions of languages, whether you look at the Aramaic original or you look at the Greek original, whether you look at the um, number of others. We won't, we don't have time. How many understand? You, you go to their concordance to explain the word used and the original word used includes in that eon, which predominantly means age or time or ages or times, includes universe. And in the time, and, and the word over here, cosmos, which means literal universe and inhabited world, includes time. So now you have space and time factually declared, revelatorily declared, to having been brought about by the word of God. Should I stop? But you also have also that the way he did it was seeded it with a word. Okay, now here's the question. Did time start when God told it to? <laughs> see, 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 here's how we got to think. We got, we got hierarchy that can't think. Are you catching this, Yehuda? Okay, you're following me, right? You're brilliant. You're following me. So if we're talking about time, and before time there's what? There's God. Before time, that is a created commodity. Uh, it's called everlasting. Whose goings forth have been of old, even from everlasting. Are you listening to me? So from everlasting is before time. So now cosmos include material and include the world that would be inhabited and includes the universe. Now if the cosmos had to evolve for so many years, how did they evolve for all those years when there were no years created? Rev, you say, well, Doc, that's irrelevant. Yes, it is relevant because when you've been 12 years with an issue of blood incurable or 18 years bowed over or you've been for 2,000 years lied to or you've been most of your life in a, in a kindergarten condition or you're in a condition right now that you wonder what's going to happen and God says, no, this is not going to be an evolution in your life. It's going to be a transformation immediacy in the now. God, it matters a lot. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So through faith, we understand that the worlds 
were framed by the word of God, glory be to God, or the eons or the ages, including the universe. And we know that it was seeded, founded by a word. So God put it in a word and sowed it into being. And when God sowed it, scientists today cannot look out into the uh, the galaxies without seeing a continual expansion because when God sows something it's going to be hampersful baby oh if you're going to shout shout let America hear you today Do you have a moment? I I, I won't take time to expound on this. uh, Micah. But... um, This will be a blessing to you. In Luke, it's what happens when you grow up in this house. No, it's true. Now, we know that um, the greatest, the greatest event, the greatest mystery. that God has delivered to man never repeated in, in, in the same fashion is called the incarnation that is the word became flesh how many understand that to be the truth yes. and, and um, I want to tell you that the original word for virgin is the word for virgin are you listening to me There's no such thing as young maiden or young woman uh, that is not, has got no ground at all. And no ground at all in language, no ground at all in historicity, no ground at all in scholarship, and no ground at all in Christ's day or pre-Christ days. Everybody was waiting for a virgin to conceive, bring forth a son according to the writings and the predictions of the prophets of the old. Are you listening to me? So, so um, anyone trying to belittle that or make that untrue, that the word of God was conceived, is, is just not believing in uh, the bullseye of Christianity. And that is, the incarnation, the, the, the single most powerful truth that is the, the foundation for our participation. Without that, we cannot participate with Christ in what he has given us. And so, um, I, w- I want to stay there a little bit. Can I stay there? So, 
There's no such thing as the word used in the original Hebrew means a young woman. No such thing at all. No such thing at all. Uh, the only place you'll find a contradiction about it in manuscripts that are about less than a thousand years old, but the ones that they discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls validate the exact language, both in Greek as well as in Hebrew, in the days of Jesus. Absolutely, if you're an honest person, if, even if you're an atheist archaeologist that knows someone that reads languages, you would have to admit that that's what it says. You don't have to believe it, but you'd have to admit it. That was worth the day today. Are you listening to me? Should I stop? So, so the Lord himself will show you a sign. A virgin will, a virgin will conceive, bring forth a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. Someone said, well, that, that just means a young girl or a young handmaiden. Well, that's no sign at all. It would have been a greater sign if it was an old woman. He, he should have said, I show you a sign an old woman will conceive. Don't be afraid to laugh at people who are mocking your Christ. Are you listening to me? Now we know that he became a man and he was fully man uh, and yet without sin and he was fully God does that make sense we know that he remained fully God and he was just as much God as if he was not man that's what Christians believe all over the world and just as much man as if he was not God And so he lived out his human life in the perfection he called us to. There's a very powerful verse in the 40th verse of the second chapter of Luke. And um, read it out loud. Ready? The 40th verse of Luke, the second chapter. Are you there? Yes. Say, I'm there. I'm there. Now read it out loud. And the child grew, and the and the grace of God was now, wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, so now we know that in the conception of Christ, from the moment of his conception, the divine presence was more than enough through the salutation to fill John uh, with the Holy Spirit, John the Baptist, from his mother's womb. Does that make sense? So his divine presence, but in, in verse 40, the Holy Spirit through the, through, through the, um, through the uh, Apostle Luke, who's one of the 70 or the 72, um, declares clearly also the writer of the uh, book of Acts. How many understand that? So he declares clearly 
in the humanity of Christ. See, what I'm talking about is the incarnation. In other words, he became a man. Now, now, let, so he put on a body. How many of you have Christ living in you right now? Just lift your, keep your hand up. And when, when, when I say something unscriptural, bring it down. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Okay, and your members are the members of Christ. So members and body are both included in Scripture. Why? Because now he came into your life by your own invitation and submission to him. And then you were baptized or buried with him in baptism. And you were raised together with him to live in newness of life. Am I still preaching the Bible? So he's on the inside of you working. Are you listening to me? So his divine ability is working in you. But then you're still a human. Are you listening to me? So now now he shows us in verse 40 that in his humanity he grew. Did, did, Did you see that? So in your humanity you grew in this house. You grew in this house. still growing right so what I'm saying is that after Christ became a man and lived his human life for us it was for a reason would you like to know the reason well I'm not going to make anything up I'm just going to have you look at it and then we'll decide if you believe the Lord hallelujah hallelujah John chapter 12. So in the 40th verse of, of Luke, it says, And the child, speaking of Christ, look at the context of the, of the thing. The child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Uh, grew is clearly a process. So that could not be in his divinity That has to be in his humanity. So he's describing the process of humanity growth. Why? So he could show us that when he comes in his fullness into your life, you don't have to wonder why, why do I have the fullness and yet I'm not on that level and talk yourself out. I must not have the power because I'm on this level. No, no. There's a process of growth. There's a process of growth. Hey! This generation, my God. Hallelujah, this generation. Hallelujah. Ready? Where I tell you to go? Let's go to Johanna. Chapter
Hold, hold, hold up. Lamar, a little lower, softer. The Gentiles, just to set a uh, backdrop to this verse. Uh, the Greeks heard of the Lord. And of course, the scriptures are clear in writing to Timothy. Paul says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. I hate someone say, catch this. Well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, he's whose seed? Abraham's seed. Who, who else is he? He's the seed of what? Of the woman. Isn't that right? What else is he? The word of God, incorruptible seed. So what are we talking about? Seed. Are you listening? So it's very important. Because now what happened is it said, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. What does that mean? God was conceived, accepted as seed. Manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, uh, preached to the Gentiles. So we see where he touched the Gentiles peripherally, but he went predominantly to the lost sheep of Israel. And believed on in the world, and what? Received up into glory. When Christ saw the, this backdrop, his miracles, his reputation, his fame, was crossing the um, uh, you know, ethnic barriers of his own uh, people that he, his mission was specifically for. After that, he, was, he would transmit, after performing the victory for us, he would transmit the mission to continue through everybody else to the rest of the world. So when he saw that they were coming, um, and um, they, the, the, the disciples tried to talk to them, and, and they said, we want to see Jesus. Well, the, the disciples came to Jesus, and when Jesus saw that, he knew that the hour for the Son of Man to be glorified had come, and that's in verse 23. Now, are you in verse 24? Now, in verse 23, well, let's look at verse 23 and verse 24 and ready to read? Go. Okay, now, so now, now notice in verse 23 says, The hour has come for what? The Son of Man to be glorified. What? Yeah, because now, now I'm not going to abide alone. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another seeding called, called the seeding 
of my life on your behalf to take away your deficiencies and supply my all sufficiencies take away your sin supply my righteousness take away the curse and supply the blessing take away the debt and supply the provision hallelujah and I'm going to sow my nature, glory be to God, into those that will accept it so that when you receive me, I will allow you to receive the ability to grow in wisdom, to grow in stature, to grow in grace, and to grow in God. Hallelujah. So he said, the hour has come when the Son of Man will be glorified except a corn of wheat. Fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it is what? If it die, it brings forth much fruit. And so he is talking about the perpetuation of his ministry. I'm not going to rise from the dead and go away to become a historical figure where people say, oh, the 2,000 years ago there was a man that did this, that, or the other. I'm not even going to go away and have my own disciples say, oh, back in the day, two years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, etc. The Lord did this, that, or the other. No, I'm going to pour my robe of glory. I'm going to send the third person of the Trinity. I'm going to bring the fire of Almighty God upon my generation and my people I'm going to equip you so that you can be and when you go you will not go in your name you will go in the name that is above every name jump up to your feet and shout like you've never shouted in your life Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.